Greetings from the Locked On Bears podcast, where our listeners are going to get the best daily lockdown coverage of their favorite team, the Chicago Bears. I'm your host, Arthur Arkish, senior editor at Pro Football Weekly and NFC North reporter for USA Today Sports Weekly. I'm in my third season on the Bears beat, but have been entrenched with this organization for more than two-thirds of my adult life. Uh, We're not going to do this every week, I promise, but I I feel like I should let you know a little bit about my background. Uh, My father is Hub Arkish. He was the color commentator on the radio for the Bears for nearly 20 years. He currently does pre- and post-game in Chicago on the score. He is their uh, resident expert at the Big Bears uh, station am radio station in chicago so uh, anyway i had the just amazing the incredible opportunity to accompany my dad uh in countless broadcast booths and locker rooms and practice fields and frankly anywhere he could get away with uh letting his son tag along i was in an official capacity as the spotter as part of the radio broadcast team for three seasons from 2001 to 2003 um Again, don't misconstrue this, please. I'm not a name dropper. I'm not bragging. I just think it's important uh, as I make my introduction on this Locked On Bears podcast to let you know a little bit about myself. It's not the reason I'm going to bring you the best coverage uh, of the Bears anywhere. Those there's there's a lot of reasons for that, but um, you know, part of it is is the ability I've had the the fortunate opportunities I've had to build relationships and, and gain knowledge. I think see the f- game through. Uh, a bit of a unique lens so uh, I'm very confident that any great Bears fan is going to want to tune in to this Lockdown Bears podcast I assure you I'm going to be bringing you tons of unique stuff um, and I'm going to keep you apprised on all of what's going on with your favorite team the Chicago Bears the only way you're going to be able to do that is obviously by subscribing to this podcast and Uh, going and checking out our sister podcast, the Locked On Chicago Bulls. Uh, the whole network is really cool. It's growing really fast. It's it's so exciting. And again, we need you to subscribe. We need your friends and family to subscribe. We need their friends and family to subscribe because you're not going to want to miss out what we're doing here. So, um, Without further ado, I guess I should get you up to speed on this this team, the Bears. Uh, I am recording this podcast from Bourbonnais. Uh, the Bears have completed seven practices so far. There has been good, bad, and ugly. I, I'm sure that 31 other uh, NFL clubs would be saying the same thing at this point. So uh, I'm a glass-half-full guy. You guys will learn that about me the more you come and listen. Uh, so I'm going to start with the good. And I think the only place to start is with the defense and, and, and the uh, possibility, the strong possibility, that it's going to be a much improved group this year. Uh, it, it's year two, of course, of the John Fox and Ryan Pace regime. Uh, they have made great strides in a short amount of time rebuilding this roster. It was one of the oldest in football under Mark Trestman and Phil Emery. Uh, it was, frankly, an embarrassment, particularly on defense, particularly in the locker room. Uh, They had to completely overhaul not only the talent, but rebuild the culture of this franchise. I really feel like it's off to a a very promising start, um, more than anything because uh, of the talent on the field and and what Ryan Pace has been able to acquire, particularly this offseason. He added to uh, his first big additions last year, of course, Pernell McPhee and Eddie Goldman on defense and Adrian Amos. You can throw him in conversation at the safety too. I think he's going to turn out to be a terrific find as a fifth rounder. 
Um, but the Bears got real serious this year, went out and grabbed, uh, in my for my money, the most improved position group in the NFL. Uh, it's the Bears inside linebackers with Danny Trevathan and Jarrell Freeman. Uh, say what you will about Shane McClellan and Christian Jones, the 2015 starters, obviously to, to make as much improvement as I believe the Bears have. Um, they had to be pretty bad last year too, um, but that is not an indictment on Trevathan and Freeman. They're terrific players. They're going to bring playmaking and speed and experience and uh, respectability to this group. And all Bears fans know, you know, um, there's no prouder position, uh, no more kind of storied tradition with the Bears probably than you know the linebacker spot and it had been really bad in recent years and uh, I think you can forget about that because this is going to be a good good group uh, in front of Trevathan and Freeman who as I said have been as advertised here in Bourbonnais uh, Ryan Pace went out and spent on his new big five technique actually he got two of them uh, one of them is an absolute mountain of a man who has often been unblockable in Bourbonnais it's Akeem Hicks uh, the Bears believe he is going to anchor their left defensive end position uh, for many years to come and, and be a, a real nuisance in the nickel package too, obviously, when he kicks inside. Um, and it's been really encouraging what we've seen from Hicks. Even going up against someone like Kyle Long, uh, Hicks has had his way often with wh whoever's been in front of him. So a lot of excitement there. Uh, we're starting to see what Jonathan Bullard can be. Again, it's early. He's the third rounder out of Florida. Not quite as big uh, as either Hicks or Goldman, but um, they don't need the size if, if he's going to be able to get off the line like they believe he is and uh, make plays in the backfield. So Jonathan Bullard is probably going to be a starter. Not day one. I think that'll be Mitch Unrein, but sooner than later, if Bullard shows he can hold up in base and stop the run, he is going to be that right defensive end. I do believe so uh, a lot more excitement there obviously and uh, the outside linebackers look very good Willie Young the first big contract the first contract extension period uh, of the Ryan Pace regime went to Willie Young the 30 year old who switched positions last year uh, who overcame a ruptured Achilles who uh, was the Bears best pass rusher down the stretch got an extension he's going to be with the team for three more years and um, he's going to have to anchor the group right now and we'll get to that more in a minute. But Lamar Houston also uh, ended the season very well, was also coming off injury and switching positions last year. So uh, John Fox actually, I'm sorry, Vic Fangio actually just said today that it's night and day uh, how far those two have come and that he really expects a, a ton of continued improvement from them. Um, I saved the biggest investment for last. Uh, that's Leonard Floyd, of course, uh, whom the Bears traded into the top 10, number nine overall to select. Uh, it's been up and down start for Floyd. He was actually carted off his first training camp practice. Fortunately, uh, was dealing with an illness and, and nothing serious there. Uh, did leave another practice early with a, a minor shoulder injury, but he was back out on the field today and showing some good things, particularly impressive actually in coverage. He was lined up across from uh, the seventh rounder, Daniel Braverman, in the slot in the Bears goal line package. Uh, and I was pretty impressed with the way he moved in space. Also thought he showed, I mean, he has an incredible uh, array of, of quickness and, and speed and explosion. Uh, and that's so evident to see, but it's equally evident to see he's going to need to get bigger. 
uh, he's going to struggle with some bigger offensive linemen, at least initially. So um, I think it's going to require a patient approach with Leonard Floyd. I could be absolutely wrong. I know he's not going to be a day one starter, and uh, we'll have to wait and see what type of an impact he makes. But uh, certainly the Bears will be counting on Willie Young in particular uh, to kind of bring along Leonard Floyd. Young has told us that he kind of sees some of himself in Floyd and has went out of his way to help the youngster from Georgia early on. So uh, a lot to be excited about, I believe, in the Bears' front seven. Um, On offense, you know, Kevin White is back, uh, and he's looked pretty good. That's the 2015 first-rounder, of course. Bears fans know this, the seventh overall pick who redshirted as a rookie, had a broken leg, a stress fracture in his left shin, uh, has come back from the injury, and is looking pretty good. Uh, I think it's been a gradual process for White. He was pretty inconsistent throughout the offseason, struggled with drops a little bit, but I actually remember I think it was the last open practice we were able to watch. We saw Kevin White uh, climb the ladder over the middle for a Jay Cutler uh, high throw and and just went up and got it. You saw the 6'2 frame and the incredible vertical and and just amazing athleticism from Kevin White, and certainly the Bears are going to be counting on a lot more of that. And uh, If Kevin White and Alshon Jeffrey are healthy, and doing what they are expected to do, I think the Bears are going to have a really, really good wide receiver tandem right there. Um, And Jay Cutler, of course, is coming off his career year. Um, If he does have those weapons on the perimeter, uh, if he does get the improved offensive line play that the Bears are counting on, they've got Kyle Long back at right guard. Um, Of course, they are very excited about having him back at his natural home. They have overhauled the entire offensive line, so I guess that probably... Um, belongs in, in the good and the bad categories because I, I know that there are going to be um, <clears throat> some some growing pains, if you will. There's going to be five new starters, at least five guys in new spots uh, compared to week one a year ago. So uh, excited about the second rounder, Cody Whitehair. Ted Larson has actually looked a little bit better than I expected. He's in a competition with Whitehair at left guard. Uh, Charles Leno ended last season as the left tackle. That's where he's going to start this one. The Bears are excited about him. I think the jury's definitely still out. Um, the jury's out on this entire group with the exception of Kyle Long, the three-time Pro Bowler. Uh, who's going to probably be the highest paid guard in the NFL as soon as he does get his next deal. Um, But again, we'll just have to wait and see. That's going to be a process. The Bears are excited about the athleticism they've added. We'll see what the process of building continuity and kind of building chemistry within that unit is like. So um, a lot of good to be excited about. The bad... I guess more than anything, I'm worried about the depth of this of this football team. As I mentioned, Pace and Fox have only had two years to really completely revamp the roster. And while I think they have plugged a lot of holes, it's pretty evident there are still a lot of holes remaining. Uh, I think my two biggest concerns from a depth standpoint are at tight end and cornerback. Zach Miller, 31 years old, has never played 16 games, nor has he started any of his seasons as the guy Uh, He's already hurt. He's in the concussion protocol. There is just nothing in terms of uh, legitimate NFL experience behind him. So um, are you confident in in Kari Lee or Rob Hausler or Greg Scruggs, the converted uh, defensive lineman? I'm not, unfortunately. The the Bears have actually said that they were only able to – check so many things off the list and have pretty much acknowledged that tight end uh, is a position that they will continue to explore improving, but I don't know what they're going to be able to do here uh, in the first week of August. 
at cornerback. If the Bears' top three play 16 games together, I think they could be pretty good, actually. It's the same returning top three from last year, Tracy Porter, Kyle Fuller, and Bryce Callahan. Um, there's, there's, there's things to like about all three of them. You know, Porter really was remarkable considering what he was asked to do last year and uh, some of the contributions he made on and off the field. Uh, so if Porter can build at age 30 on what he did, then then maybe you're fine. I, I truly believe it's a make-or-break year for Kyle Fuller. That's obviously uh, an inherited first-rounder of Phil Emery's, and uh, he's just been way too up and down in two seasons. Yes, he did improve throughout last year, but uh, where he started was pretty concerning, and um, I'm just not sure about Kyle Fuller. We'll have to wait and see. Bryce Callahan, the undrafted guy, uh, out of Rice last season, I really like him a lot. I think he was their most dynamic corner down the stretch last year, and uh, all he needs to show me is that he could stay on the field. He is small and he is tenacious, and and we need to see if that size is is going to hold up, if that playing style is going to hold up for him. Um, actually was playing on the outside today even uh, while Tracy Porter had a, a veteran's day off. So uh, clearly you know how the Bears feel about Bryce Callahan. They did draft DeAndre Hall out of Northern Iowa in the fourth round. Hall was a guy I really liked a lot at the Senior Bowl. Um, haven't seen much of him just yet. Uh, and, and there's not a lot else after that. There's some inexperienced uh, second-year players, some undrafted guys, nothing really that you're going to want to throw into the fire and have to count on at, at this juncture. So um, obviously some concerns there. Uh, on offense, they're just in its safety. I, I like Adrian Amos a lot, but he's a 2015 fifth-rounder, led the defense in tackles and playing time last year. I think he should be able to build on it being healthier, but we have no idea who's going to start opposite him. Uh, the annual safety concerns of Bears fans uh, aren't going away just yet. Actually, one of the guys that impressed me the most today was Deion Bush, the rookie out of Miami. I love the way he flies around the field and, and plays with reckless abandon, but uh, within, I think, a four- or five-play stretch, he showed what was so good about him uh, with a really physical pass breakup over the middle. And then he also showed what the concern is. He's just not ready in coverage. He got beat deep by Deontay Thompson, a, a beautiful deep ball actually from Brian Hoyer, the backup quarterback. Uh, one of the better throws from my understanding that Hoyer has made so far in camp. And Deontay Thompson maybe is a name to, to file in the back of your brain. Uh, the wide receiver depth is uh, pretty scary right now. We'll get to that in a minute. But Deontay Thompson uh, did make some plays out there today. So... Um, Overall, the offense and the production that the Bears are looking to replace is frankly staggering. You lose Mar uh, Martellus Bennett and Matt Forte. Forte, the second leading rusher in franchise history. Martellus Bennett, a, a former Pro Bowler. They're obviously both former Pro Bowlers. And I mentioned Zach Miller is being asked to fill in for Bennett. I, I don't know what to expect there. Um, I haven't mentioned the running backs, but it's going to be Jeremy Langford getting the first shot, the second-year player, fourth-rounder last year. Uh, did some good things. He's explosive. He brings more speed to the equation. Um, but he was a bit inconsistent last year, 3.6 yards per carry, probably to be expected for a fourth-rounder, obviously. Uh, did he do enough to, to inspire confidence that he can replace an all-time Bears great? Uh, not for me, but he won't be asked to do it alone. John Fox, uh, Dowell Loggins, they love a running back by committee approach. So expect Kadeem Carey and Jordan Howard, the rookie fifth rounder, to also be very much in the mix. They all do bring a little bit of a different style to the table. So uh, maybe having kind of that young group 
again, with contrasting styles, will be enough for a run-first offense. Uh, I'm not so sure. I, I definitely am going to need to see more there. So, um, And then the, the unit that they'll be running behind, the offensive line, I think we hit on a little bit. Uh, the interior depth is okay. Uh, the swing tackle, Nick Becton, has zero NFL experience. And Charles Leno, the starting left tackle. Bobby Massey, the starting right tackle. Um, you know, we'll wait and see. I, I think I'd said already the jury's out on Leno. Massey comes over from the Cardinals and did some good things there. But Arizona wasn't exactly uh, an elite offensive line last year. And they didn't make a strong effort to replace either Bobby Massey or Ted Larson. So, um We'll just have to wait and see. I, I don't know exactly what to expect from that offensive line. I think it is going to be more athletic. That's what the Bears are, are counting on. So um, some concerns there, uh, as we just laid out. That's the good and the bad. The ugly, and I've probably buried the lead, but I told you I'm a glass-half-full guy, so that's why I did it. Uh, nonetheless, undoubtedly the biggest story to uh, emerge from practice number seven here in Bourbonnais was the absence of Alshon Jeffrey with a hamstring injury. Bears fans already know the story, but this being the debut podcast, I'll get you up to speed quickly. Alshon Jeffrey, the Bears franchise wide receiver, set to make just over $14 million this season under the one-year tender. The reason he's playing on that tender is because he only played in nine games last season, uh, w was constantly in the trainer's room and, and constantly on the sideline dealing with a variety of soft tissue injuries. So... Uh, to see this crop up, to see him only make it through five full practices before we are already talking about the health of Alshon Jeffrey, um, I don't know how you can't have the discussion. It's a huge, huge concern. We don't know the severity of the injury. This could be, hopefully, you know, for Bears fans' sakes, he's back on the practice field tomorrow. Uh, we just don't know a lot, and, and that's not going to change anytime soon because John Fox like most NFL coaches, gives us the bare minimum in terms of injury information. So all we know about Elshon Jeffrey at this point is he's dealing with a hamstring injury that the Bears say they're not too concerned about. Um, I could run over the various instances last year of injuries that were uh, characterized to us as not so concerning and, and then we didn't see them play again all season. So I don't want to... Um, I'm not trying to scare Bears fans again. I, I just don't know, and I don't want to speculate. Uh, but I just am pointing out the facts and, and the you know the small track record we have with Fox in terms uh, of revealing information. So keep an eye on Alshon Jeffrey. He is this offense. I, I think Kevin White um, can be very very exciting and good and a terrific complement for Alshon. Um, I, I don't think he is at all ready to carry the receiving load. Uh, not a chance, in fact. He's just uh, not polished enough, and, and he's going to need time to adapt to an NFL uh, system to the speed of the game as fast and as physical and as big as he is. So um, we'll see. And then Eddie Royal uh, is also in the concussion protocol along with Zach Miller. So uh, it's been a lot like – and Marquise Wilson is on the pup list, refractured his foot uh, last month. So uh, in some ways, some of the wide receiver injury concerns feel a bit like deja vu from last season uh, when Cutler – Jay Cutler had to just do so much uh, without any resources. So um, it's a wait and see. And, and I have to now mention that the best and most important player on the defense, uh, his injury situation is probably even more concerning. Pernell McPhee started camp on the pup list, uh, underwent offseason knee surgery. Bears fans will know, but again, it's the debut podcast. 
Uh, McPhee came over as Ryan Pace's first big free agent signing last offseason, and through the first six weeks, I want to say, he looked like an absolute revelation. Uh, he was playing at a, a Pro Bowl level, frankly, um, far and away the best defender on the Bears and, and just looked like he had the ability to take over games. Uh, hurt his knee, and we should mention that uh, chronic knee issues follow him from Baltimore, and that's what makes this uh, potentially even more troubling. Uh, hurt his knee around the midway point of the season and just was was mostly ineffective the rest of the way. Didn't look like the same player. The outside linebacker position has a chance to be terrific for the Bears, but I, I don't know if it can be without Pernell McPhee being McPhee. Uh, the Bears, when they reported to camp last week, didn't express a ton of confidence that we were going to see McPhee at all in the preseason. Uh, said there were some weight issues he was dealing with last year. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, again, early last year, he looked like an absolute difference maker. Late last year, uh, he didn't look like anything. He was mostly invisible. So that's another situation we will obviously have to keep a very close eye on. And uh, the good news is you have found the right place at the Locked On Bears podcast. We are going to be bringing you the most up-to-date information on your favorite team on a daily basis. We're going to be getting you stuff uh, you are not finding elsewhere. I promise you that. There will be insider information. Uh, there will be cutting-edge analysis and so much more. I'm, I'm looking forward to bringing you great interviews and uh, game reviews and previews and, and hopefully some fantasy football fun and uh, some more NFL coverage. I, I covered the whole division for USA Today Sports and look forward to trying to get the Bears fans kind of up to speed on everything they need to know about the Bears' biggest rivals as well. So it's all going to be here throughout the football season at the Locked on Bears podcast. Uh, but it can't be here. You can't be here without subscribing, without telling your family and friends to subscribe, and then telling their family and friends to subscribe because no one is going to want to miss out on what we have going for you here. Again, the Locked on Bears podcast. I am your host. I could not be more appreciative. Uh, Arthur Arkish, Senior Editor, Pro Football Weekly, USA Today, Sports Weekly. Uh, couldn't be more appreciative that you have spent your time with us and uh, very hopeful you are going to decide to do the same thing tomorrow when we'll bring you a new edition of the Lockdown Bears podcast. That's all for now. Thank you again for being with us.